When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He drinks a kombucha, and everybody on the playlist goes to closes the article <laughs> and goes, "Oh, so he's one of those guys." Well, this is this is Bill Hader sponsoring. Yeah, kombucha, kombucha is what it is. Mm. Hader, Hader loves the bitch, and Hader loves the bitch. There's nothing better than the bitch when you're on a junket, you know. <laughs> Everyone and welcome back to episode seven of the Fourth Wall. I am your host Griffin Schiller, and this is the show where we break down the fourth wall of the film industry as we get an inside look through our conversations with industry professionals, ranging from directors, actors, you name it. This show is, of course, part of the Playlist Podcast Network, where you can find our weekly film discourse show discussing the latest releases, along with other shows such as Indie Beat, Be Real, and a whole lot more. Whatever your fix is, we got you covered over there. Today, I have a real treat for all of you. Due to the release of It Chapter 2, I was able to speak with probably one of the most exciting talents to watch in the industry right now, and that is Bill Hader. Most of you were probably introduced to Bill through his incredible work on Saturday Night Live, for which he received four Emmy nominations. But after SNL, Bill has really started to get those creative juices flowing, especially with his HBO dark comedy series, Barry, for which Hader himself earned an Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series and consecutive nominations for Outstanding Comedy Series, Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series, and Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series for its first two seasons. And while we're on the topic of Barry, this is the perfect time to remind you all to go watch that show. It's one of the most incredible things on television right now. There's seriously nothing else like it. I guarantee you'll love it. It's only 30 minutes per episode, so it's a real easy watch, and you'll probably blow through the first two seasons over the course of a day or two. But outside of television, Hater has had supporting roles in Superbad, Tropic Thunder, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Adventureland, Paul, Men in Black 3, Inside Out, Angry Birds, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and has had leading roles in Trainwreck and The Skeleton Twins. His latest work in It Chapter 2 is nothing short of outstanding and is by far the biggest standout of that movie. During our conversation, we discuss It Chapter 2 in both spoilers and non-spoilers, so if you have not seen the film, go see it and then come back and listen to this conversation as we talk about a very pivotal plot point. We also talk about his work on Barry and whether or not he has plans to completely ditch acting and focus on filmmaking. This one was a lot of fun and so I hope you all enjoy it as well. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Bill Hader. So we were talking to Andy yesterday, actually, uh, and he brought up the fact that each of the cast members, weirdly enough, got 
injured during the filming of this. And then I think you mentioned like you saying that you, you pulled your groin or, or something like that. Yeah, everybody got injured in some way. Uh, Jessica, I want to say her like had some sort of a sinus thing from being underwater. Like she got like a crazy infection from being underwater. James is, I think, is well documented. He like did something to his legs. Man, I don't know if Jay Ryan got hurt. He's a pretty sturdy guy. Uh, but yeah, I pull my groin muscle just immediately running, just running like I just had to run like forty yards, <laughs> and I just within ten I pulled my groin muscle and just sat down. Yeah. I was like, well, I just pulled my groin muscle. We're done. What what scene was that in? It's when the clown spider starts chasing us around. Oh, okay. So the minute it started chasing us, we were all like, ah, and we start running, and I just was like, fuck. So <laughs> most of that, if you see, they don't cut to us running up to the cave and everything because I went to the hospital. It was towards the end of the shoot. I think that might have been why it was happening because we were doing so much physical stuff. And I was trying to get into shape for Barry, so I was going to like the gym in the morning and stuff. And then I think it just my legs are just old and just like couldn't handle it. Something that I think is interesting is that while obviously very different genres, both um, comedy and horror, rely on the circumvention of expectations, the whole give and take sort of thing. So I'm curious for you as an actor, how much of that circumvention is your responsibility or does more of it boil down to the whole uh, writing and directing of it? Yeah, honestly, it, it, writing and directing also a lot of and, and, and editing, you know, it's kind of an editor's issue you know we deal with that on Barry a lot of the times of like well what's the thing that works and doesn't and things like that but uh and you're kind of putting things in and taking things out but um yeah as far as my performance it's you just kind of take it scene by scene and, and what makes sense and, and what the director wants from you and and you know try to do, do your do your best job and I guess the other thing is, is like, kind of like with comedy, there's different kinds of horror. You know, yeah. there's there's more atmospheric. There's yeah. there's obviously jump scares. And so I guess when you're building towards a punchline or a scare, how do you approach that in your head? I get, you don't have a lot of control over that stuff. It's weird. I mean, you can kind of get a sense of what it's going to be like, but you don't know really. Oh, is that it? Wow, look at this guy's kombucha. Oh my God. For all you people at home, I'm about to have a kombucha. <laughs> and, a, and a glass. This is perfect. This is the uh, classy way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the way they do it where, wherever kombucha is from. Uh, it's from the <laughs> island of kombucha, right? Yeah, of course. That's Isn't that what's from? He drinks a kombucha, and everybody on the playlist goes to, closes the article, <laughs> and goes, oh, so. He's one of those guys. Well, this is this is Bill Hader sponsoring. Yeah, kombucha, kombucha is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Hader, Hader loves the bitch, man. Hader loves the bitch. There's nothing better than the bitch when you're on a junket, you know. Um, drinking the bitch, talking about SNL or not SNL? It. I don't even know what the fuck I am. I'm. Oh, I'm usually talking about it. I think it's 2009 right now. Like, let's talk about DVD commentaries, things that don't exist anymore. Um, but no, um, but yeah, you never know. Uh, back to that initial question, yeah, you never really know what the, yeah, 
his responsibility, I mean, or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Something else that I really loved about this film was that, yeah, you, you have all of these these supernatural horrors going on with Pennywise, but then there's also the real-life psychological distress many of the characters go through, especially Richie this time around, who goes through quite the emotional journey, and, and I absolutely loved what you guys did with the characters. So when you're reading this and you're discovering what's going on with him and how the character is being altered what was your reaction and did this help you buy into Andy's vision even more yeah it helped it helped a bit I mean you know Andy and I sat down and talked about it when I first got to Toronto after I had the part and I mean talked about uh Richie's uh you know sexuality and all these things and how to play that and uh i just thought just from a character standpoint it was just really interesting and i and i felt like everybody had something and then he he didn't you know he was just kind of like the wise ass and then that, and that was it and so i said well and 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 we talked about the scene of the oh, what if it was it was him and and jason the writer and i was like well what if there's uh you know, the scene in an arcade with this kid and he's playing, you know, with this kid or whatever, you know, and maybe that could, you know, some sort of a flashback to a thing that that uh, he remembers as being something that that um, was embarrassing or something that first time he tried to, you know, reach out in a way it, and, and how it, it was perceived. And so I just I really... I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I mean w- was there like a piece of it that you were able to relate to personally? Not not necessarily the sexuality, but I guess the the feelings in general. Yeah, I mean, definitely the the feeling of uh, you know, I think there's a part of you that always feels like what I mean. At least I'm mean, a part of me. I'm making a generalization, but like for me personally, you're funny and all these things, but you also have a lot of deep, um, feelings that you kind of mask with, with humor. And, um, and you, you also, uh, you know, I just remember being in in high school and being kind of nice and funny and stuff, but it was actually very lonely. I felt, you know what I mean? You just kind of hung in your room and watched a lot of movies and read and, and listen to music, but a lot of stuff, alone and and uh that was never anything I really thought about until I was like in my late 30s 40s you know what I mean and you kind of look back on something and go oh yeah you know what I wasn't really you know what I mean it's like you kind of and you go oh I I put on this you know you're having fun and 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 hanging out and stuff but when you think back of those times you think of of uh you don't you don't realize in the moment like how lonely you were yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's something that well, really, in both films, you you really get a sense of, and it's what makes the characters so relatable. Yeah, and not so much that you know him being gay and dairy. I you know I think that would make him feel lonely and having a deep secret. So I think that that is something I can at least on some semblance. Uh, not having a secret that big weighing on you, but but something that that uh, I 
I related to on some level. Of just For sure. Well, I mean, and something else that I really enjoyed about Chapter 2 was how perfectly the, the adult versions of the losers matched the child versions, and not only in terms of casting, but, you know, like the, the mannerisms and, and the personality as well. And so I'm curious, did uh, you and Finn ever hang out at all or do any sort of bonding in order to get a better sense of his uh, mannerisms and personality? No, not really. I mean, I watched, I saw the first movie when it came out, and then I watched it on the plane on the way to Toronto, and that was about it. And then I didn't really meet Finn until, we didn't actually hang out until we were, we had a day where we had to shoot at the same location, and that, that and we kind of just chilled that day and just really shot the shit and talked about music and movies and stuff, and never once was I like, oh, what's he doing? How's he, you know? Uh, but I think what helped me in watching it again was just his attitude. And to be honest, more or less than his character, but just the tone of the whole movie. You know, this is the kind of tone we're going for. Okay, it could be funny, but it's, there's also going to be these more dramatic things, you know? Um, so it was just leaving room for that. Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I would imagine, I guess, that was really the case with the, the entire cast as well. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Andy would come up, I think, to people and say, you know, they would do this or do that, but he didn't really do that much with, with me. Except try to put a, a big fake nose on me, which I was like, I'm not going to wear this. <laughs> that was his version of, yeah, he wanted to put a big nose on me. I was like, no, yeah. I'm not, not, not going to wear a nose. It's nuts. And, and also brown contacts, and I said no to that too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would have been a, a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, you can't, if you can make a giant clown spider, can't you make my eyes brown? Yeah, I feel like they're already <laughs> twisting the rules. I mean, yeah, eye, yeah, eye color yeah. is just, you know, it's the, the least of their concerns. Something that's been um, really fun to watch, I guess, is sort of your your post-SNL career. You've taken on more diverse roles and you really settled into a um, filmmaking mindset. And I guess in a way, it's kind of exercised more of a darker side or, or at least a more serious side uh, of your creativity. And, and I'm curious, is this you wanting to push the limits of your creativity or is it is it a little bit of a personal catharsis? I think it's just what I'm interested in really is, I, I mean, that's I've always been that way, you know. It's like the kind of movies and things I liked or the, the you know, were, you know, in that world, you know. And, um, you know, I love sketch comedy and I like comedy, but if I had to sit down and watch a movie, most likely I'd be you know, watching something on Criterion Channel or an old movie or something like that. And then I've always been really affected. The movies in my life that I go back to are usually, you know, movies like Taxi Driver or, or uh, you know, Last Detail or, you know, the, these sorts of things. Badlands. Um, and then Kurosawa I absolutely love. And, you know, it's, it's, it's those that that kind of, of world. I just watched the fireman's ball and loves of a blonde like two nights ago. I just decided to watch both those and I was like, man, these movies are great. And so that's kind of where my head's at usually as opposed to the, you know, like, um, whatever's kind of big at the moment, 
you know? Yeah, well, and, and I guess that's the thing that's really interesting about you is that you originally wanted to be a filmmaker, yeah. and you just kind of found your way into SNL. Yeah, no, I just got crazy lucky. Yeah, I just got insanely lucky and got cast on that, that show, and it changed my life, but... But what I'm doing on Barry is kind of what I wanted to do when I moved out here 20 years ago. Well, and that and, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this is that, you know, with future endeavors and, and, you know, with doing stuff with Barry, do you think we'll ever see a time where you step away from acting and focus solely on writing and directing? I don't know. I don't have a real... I would love to direct something that I'm not in. I mean, that is definitely a thing I would like to do just to have that experience and see how I feel afterwards. Um, the, the acting and directing thing is, is a little hard. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, you know, it'd be nice to, you know, I'll see. And then, you know, you never know, you never, you might do one like that and then you might do another and, you know, so it, 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 uh, it always changes, but just the fact to, to have the ability to, you know, try to get something even just made is phenomenal. You know what I mean? I mean, just the fact that we were able to get Barry, uh, you know, on your television is yeah, is, it's is, nuts. is insane to us, you know, or documentary now or any of the yeah. other ones, you know, it's just kind of like, how did we, how do we, you know, so that a very fortunate position to, to be able to do that. And so because I feel like I'm in a fortunate position, I want to make sure the thing's good and not like a thing you you've seen a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just uh, um, that seems to be usually the pressure in my head is when I'm writing something and we're going, yeah, but this is feeling like this or feeling like that or and so there's some writers in the writers room on Barry that that are. That's their almost their their job is to say like, hey, you know, I feel like I've seen this before, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just kind of wrapping up here, I, I guess, what can we expect from Barry season three, kind of going forward? I have no idea. We're gonna. I start. I, me, and Liz Sarnoff, one of the writers, are just gonna go into an office in two weeks and just. I'm gonna stare at a whiteboard and <laughs> and go. Well, what if this happens? You know, last season. It was me and uh, and Alec Berg, and we were just staring at a whiteboard, and it was you know we wrote like Fuchs's tooth, yeah, yeah. you know, and I wrote um, Sally's ex husband, you know, uh, and then I had like Rite Aid fight, some sort of fight in a Rite Aid. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean know? that that episode really blew my mind. I mean, I I hope we get to see more of those kinds of just one-off crazy episodes yeah and then the last little bit i have for you is that i uh i hear you're working on a feature now yeah writing a yeah writing a feature um and i was writing it by myself and then last week duffy boudreaux my oldest friend who's a writer on barry i had him come over and read some of it and he uh he gave me some really helpful notes and i i said well do you want to come in and help me write this because i'm I'm just too too in it. I just can't see outside of it. You know, I was getting a little bit lost in the idea and everything. And so, uh, so I'm very happy that we're gonna 
as of right now, writing it together. So that's good. Well, that's really exciting. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm I'm looking forward to whatever the hell you have in store for us for Barry season three. Oh, thanks, man. Me too. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it it never disappoints. I mean, it's, especially if we get more just insane singular episodes like with with episode five. Yeah, we'll see if it presents itself. That's the way you do it because you don't want to like force it. You know what I mean? And then go like, ah, oh, we're doing this because everyone's expecting this of a you know right but right. you you, you want to make sure it's a thing that that feels different but you know uh is still moving the story forward awesome well yeah thanks bill really appreciate Thank your you, time man. well there you have it that was my conversation with bill Hader. i legitimately cannot wait to see what this man has in store for us in future projects he is just such a creative genius and he's doing things that no one else is and my god is he absolutely hilarious it chapter two is now playing in theaters and this is another quick reminder to head on over to hbo and check out bill's show barry but the most important thing is i want to hear from you all i want to know what your favorite bill Hader. SNL sketch is down in the comments section of wherever you're listening to this episode. Be sure, as always, to subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network for more episodes of The Fourth Wall, along with the rest of our diverse film-centric catalog. Whatever your fix is, we've got you covered. And... If you're feeling so inclined and you really want to go the extra mile and be nice, we'd love it if you drop us a rating and a review as it greatly helps out the show, helps us get noticed, and it lets me know what you all are loving and what you think we can improve upon. Our It Chapter 2 coverage isn't over, folks, as next week I dive into a spoiler-heavy conversation with the director of the film, Andy Muschietti. That one was another really solid episode. And if you are a fan of it and the filmmaking behind these projects, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. He gives us some great insight into the project. But until then, if you like me and you like what I have to say, you can give me a follow on Twitter at Griff Schiller. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. And I'll catch you next time. Take care.